Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Judgment Call podcast. Quite literally right back. I just got done recording my earlier podcast. I don't know if they'll upload back to back because Spotify and Apple Podcasts upload my stuff whenever. But still, we're right back at it. This time I'm going to be doing the other side of the bracket. Yesterday I did the Eastern region, got all the way down to the final four. Today we're doing the Midwest region. Tomorrow I'm probably going to be doing both the West and the southern region. I'm done with the western region. Still got a. I'm, I'm almost done with the south, but I'm, I've got some conflicting picks there. But it'll all be done tomorrow. You'll have my final four on Thursday. No, you'll have it on Friday. Who I have going to win the championship. But let's go ahead and get into the round of 64 for the Midwest bracket. I'm going to start this one off the exact same way I started off the East. The top four seeds in the Midwest region: Illinois, Houston. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, chalk them, move all them on to the round of uh, round of 32. Now, we're going to get interesting immediately with the five seed versus the 12 seed. We've got UTK, Tennessee versus Oregon State. Uh, so Oregon State is hot right now. They came off uh, shooting fantastic going into the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, but the question really is, how much does that matter? Uh, Tennessee is easily the better team. They have the better defense. They have the better offense. They're better on the glass. They have the better assist to turnover ratio. Uh, if there is a metric that you can measure how good a basketball team is and say that this team is better than this team, Tennessee is better than Oregon State at that. But what metric told you that they would win the Pac-12 tournament? Uh, there was no indication at all heading into the Pac-12 tournament that Oregon State would get hot like they did and come out beating everyone. Uh, so I'm at the point where it's like, give me Oregon State. Like, this is March Madness, not March Chalk. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that they continue to shoot lights out. They shot, what, 44 45% in the tournament conference. Let's say they keep that streak going and they go ahead and upset Tennessee in the first round. Next seed, we have 6C San Diego State going up against 11C Syracuse. I think this is a really good matchup. A lot of people like San Diego State here. I personally haven't watched San Diego State like that since Kawhi still went there. But uh, this year, the games that I have watched of both of these teams, it, they look like two really well-rounded teams that match up the same as far as size goes and play style-wise. I think it would be a great game to watch. Uh, coming off of 15 straight wins, San Diego State is. Um, I think that this is going to be a tough test for them. Only because Syracuse isn't Utah State. This isn't St. Mary's. This isn't Colorado State. This isn't any of the teams that they're playing in their conference. This is a team with better talent. They play harder. They have a tenured head coach. Uh, I think coming into this game, like even though S San Diego State is a very fundamental team, they limit their mistakes. They limit their turnovers. They limit the other team's opportunities to score. I think that Syracuse will be a very tough test for them. And also San Diego State does foul a lot. They have a tendency to get into foul trouble. And Syracuse is one of the best free throw shooting teams in the nation. I think Syracuse pulls off the upset here in the first round. Next, we have the 7C Clemson Tigers versus the 10C Rutgers. I don't know what Rutgers mascot is. I'm a big 10 fan. I've watched, big, I've watched Rutgers play plenty of times, and I still don't know what their mascot is. I think it's the Rebels. I think it's the Rutgers Rebels. We're just going to call them Rutgers for now. But uh, anyway, as for, as for as many times as I've watched Rutgers, I know that they don't do two things well. One of them is shoot threes. The other one is shoot free throws. These are both two things that Clemson does very well. Uh, Rutgers can defend a three. They do a good job of taking away the three. 
but they don't need to kill them from three. Uh, Clemson does. They just need to make some of them like like they can go six of fifteen and still be Clemson. They just as long as they don't have a shooting outage where they're not making any of their threes, I think they should take care of Rutgers very easily. They are shooting forty percent from three over the last few games, um, but. As, as far as I'm concerned, as long as Clemson isn't going out there and missing their free throws, I think they should take care of Rutgers because Rutgers is just like San Diego State where they will send you to the line. And Clemson is actually one of the better teams in the nation at getting to the line, regardless of who they play. So I got Clemson coming in and being the better team, especially since they have the better interior defense. That's where Rutgers gets the majority of their points. They're a terrible free uh, three-point shooting team, free throw shooting team as well. So even if they do bang inside and they happen to get fouled, they, they're going to go to the line and it's not going to be fun for them. I'm taking Clemson. Uh, and then we have the nine and the eight seed. We have Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago, the Cinderella story from a couple years ago. Uh, if there's a game that really showed what Georgia Tech is capable of, it's that game versus Florida State. Uh, it showed that Georgia Tech is really good at forcing you to make mistakes and generating turnovers. Um, and if that's if you play at their pace, Florida State is a very high paced team and it's a team that wants to get out running gun. And if you try and play at that pace, Georgia Tech will force you to make mistakes. You will start turning the ball over. Florida State had 25. I think Loyola Chicago is a much more poised team than Florida State. I don't think they'll have 25 turnovers, but I do think that Georgia Tech will be able to force Loyola Chicago to make mistakes because uh, Loyola is one of those teams or are one of those teams that play more like a Virginia or a Virginia Tech. They lull you to sleep. They play a little bit slower. And I don't think that style of play will work against a team that's like Georgia Tech. It, it, it'll, it may work in their conference when you're playing teams like Drake or playing teams like Wichita State or people like that. But when you're playing a team that is going to force you to play at their tempo, I think that style of play just won't work against Georgia Tech. And I'm going to say that Georgia Tech takes this game. All right, let's flip my bracket over to see what else we got. Round of 32. Let's go ahead and get into it. Round one, we have the Fighting Illini versus Georgia Tech. Um, I think that Georgia Tech is a good team, and I think that the defense of Georgia Tech might give Illinois some problems early on, but I don't think it's going to last long. Illinois is just way too good. They're too fast. They have too many ways to beat you, too many weapons, too much talent. I'm not concerned about Illinois losing here the way that they've been playing I've got Illinois moving on here. Second game is Houston versus Clemson. Uh, Houston is elite defensively. I believe they're top 10 in both taking away the three and defending the paint. Uh, that's what Clemson wants to do. Clemson wants to take a lot of threes. They want to make a lot of threes. They're going to take away the three from Clemson and try and force them to score in other ways in which Houston can defend. And I think that Clemson is going to struggle to score here. I'm going to take Houston to move on. Uh, next, we have West Virginia going up against Syracuse. I'm really high on this West Virginia team. Uh, they have one of the most impressive resumes in the tourney. Uh, the only way that you'll beat West Virginia is to outpace them and beat them down low. Uh, I, even though Syracuse does play at a good tempo, I don't think that they're like a team like Texas or a team like Oklahoma that's going to go in there and outpace them. Uh, I also don't think that they're just going to bang down low. Syracuse is not the highest shooting team like they don't get the majority of their points from three but they do take a, a decent amount of threes and I just don't think they're going to outshoot uh, West Virginia uh, this is just 
it's, it's just not Syracuse game to go out and try and run them out the gym. Uh, they'll run with them for a bit, uh, but I, I don't think it'll be a blowout or anything, but I do favor West Virginia in this matchup. Also, Syracuse's paint defense isn't great. Uh, so even if the threes aren't falling like they usually do for West Virginia, I believe that they'll be able to get some easy buckets down low and warm up a little bit and take West Virginia to advance. Uh, now, this one I'm not even going to spend much time on. We've got Oregon State versus Oklahoma State, the four versus the 12. Uh, Oregon State won't have an answer for K. Like, I don't think they'll be able to score with them. They definitely won't be able to pace with them. Even if they keep their three-point shooting the way that they've been at that 44% mark, they still won't have enough firepower to match what Oklahoma State and K Cunningham have. I'm not worried about Oklahoma State here at all. I would take them in a blowout in this game. Next, we have a fun Sweet 16 matchup to start it off. The one versus the four seed, Illinois versus Oklahoma State. And I I really only have this to say. I, I say that Cade is great. Cade Cunningham is probably going to be the player of the year, win the Wooden Award, uh, likely going to be the number one overall pick should he go pro. He is a complete player. He's fantastic. But if you want to beat Illinois, you need more than just Kay Cunningham. Uh, even if Avery Henderson has a big game, you still need more. Uh, Illinois has legit four guys that will go in double figures and beat you. You have Ao, you have Coburn, you have Frazier, you have Curbelo. And then even that game against Ohio State, they have six guys in double figures. You have two guys off the bench with experience that can come in and give you double figures. That is a lot of people to try and stop. Oklahoma State is not a fantastic defensive team by any measure. Uh, I think that you would need an all-time performance from Cade Cunningham, plus help from guys like Boom, Lekele, and Anderson. Or I don't, I really don't want to butcher his last name, but Lekele, I don't know. I'm not even going to try. It looks like Lekele. I'm going to say Lekele. If I'm messing up, I apologize. But still, it's unlikely that they have a big game from everybody. I'm going to take the Illinois fighting Illini to move on. Next, we have West Virginia versus Houston. Uh, this is actually going to be a really good game. Uh, this probably is going to be the best game in the entire bracket should West Virginia and Houston come play each other because West Virginia is a super high-powered offense. If you've never watched them play, they can run. They play uh, kind of like Bama. They don't shoot as well as Bama, but they run like Bama. Uh, but Houston is a really, really sound defense. The thing is you want to see how Houston – plays against a team like West Virginia because they do play in a, a weak conference. They play in the same conference as Wichita State, a bad Memphis team. It's just I think Tulane is in their conference. It's just the AAC is not a tough conference. Their best win all season came five months ago in December versus Texas Tech before they came into their own. They actually lost to Tulsa. They lost to uh, Eastern. Uh, I think they lost to ECU. And then they lost to Wichita State. They dodged a game versus Gonzaga that they could have scheduled and it's scared they scheduled our, our fair lady of the lake or some team like that. Uh, I just think West Virginia's style of play will prove more than they've had to play all season versus any of these teams. Uh, and I think that considering how handsy this Houston team is, even though they're really good defensively, they do tend to get in foul trouble. And West Virginia is another one of those teams where regardless of who they play, their style of play just gets them to the line a lot. They're a solid free throw shooting team. Uh, I think their pace will get the better of Houston, and I'm going to send West Virginia on to the Elite Eight to face Illinois. Now, 
I've said this the entire time that if you want to beat West Virginia, you got to outpace them. And this is the entire time. Every time they've gone out and they've played a team and they've lost, it's been a team that is going to outpace them, whether that's Oklahoma State, whether that's Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, you got to be able to run with West Virginia and keep up with them. You're not going to be able to slow them down and do your thing unless you have an extremely dominant big man uh, like an Iowa or a Michigan or a Gonzaga. It's just not going to happen. But what I will say is it should be a competitive game. I think this is going to be a game where it's extremely high scoring. Neither team can stop one another. 94-91 It's going to come down to the final two minutes and who can do it best. And the way that Illinois is playing right now, I think they're easily the best team in this bracket. I think they should be the favorite to win it all. Uh, I really, really am impressed with the way that Illinois is playing right now. Uh, And I would take them in a nail biter versus West Virginia. And I will advance Illinois to the final four. And that's it. We have two teams down. I've got Bama coming out of the East. I have Illinois coming out of the Midwest. I will get to the, west and the south bracket tomorrow uh eventually i i should i won't I, it shouldn't take that long i'll probably watch a few of the playing games so i don't have to guess on which teams are going to enter and then i'll have them both out tonight but that's all i got for you i appreciate each and every one of you listening all the way through y'all are great y'all are awesome appreciate you i'll see you tomorrow i'm out as always this is miles for the judgment call podcast peace out